0: the far wing puts on the dribble gets through two defenders right down the lane flips it up and in like he's out there having fun there's a little shimmy underneath the bucket
1: dub nation you're listening to the warriors post up with the voice of the warriors tim
0: Roy. I put it on steph can you hear us yes i can all right hey uh first of all you uh you broke out the shimmy tonight
1: <laughs> yeah, I was feeling good all night. Um, needed some some juice to celebrate our uh, our performance tonight on both ends of the floor. Just trying to put together some solid basketball. It was uh, it was really fun. Guys were locked in. They're a tough team. They're hard to guard. They keep coming at you. They got a lot of length, so it's not always going to be pretty. But uh, when you put it together and have some mindfulness on both ends of the floor, this is what can happen.
0: You know, you mentioned that they're they're a tough team to guard, and I thought you guys you know really locked in in the fourth quarter to, to close this one out and how good is that coming on the heels of the win the other night and to go 3 and 2 in this very difficult five game stretch
1: uh, it's big just like you said this part of the season that we're in trying to find some momentum you know we had a couple games in a row the way that we have um, Responding after you know a tough loss against the nets i think it was so for for us to just focus on what we can control you know our our effort our energy you know we got we got over the first the start of each half tonight turnovers kind of killed momentum and then we bounced back so that was some perseverance right there during the
2: inconsistencies that you guys have experienced uh this year what's been most elusive step what's been the one thing you just can't we can't quite get it to where we need to
1: how, how much time you got? <laughs> 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 I feel like uh, first is availability, you know. Yeah. Um, the injuries that we've had, guys being out for a lot of various reasons. You know, Wiggs is having a tough time coming back from his injury. And, you know, it's expected that, you know, he, he's, he needs a little time to get back. You know, I was just coming off an 11-game absence. You know, Jermichael, Wise, you know, guys all over the, you know, up and down the roster have been missing games. So it, just the rotations and understanding who you're playing with and the uh, the understanding of how we can execute with those different lineups, like that's hard to do on the fly with a team that's outside of our core, very new to each other. So uh, I think that opens up yeah. the Pandora's box of all the issues that we've been dealing with. But, um, you know, we're trying to start the final stride. Uh, tonight, I thought one of the keys
2: was you guys getting to the paint offensively. In the first half, it was back cut layups. You guys were moving, passing beautifully. Second half, it was collapsing the defense, kicking it out, Kaminga, kicking it out to Klay Thompson. How much better are you guys offensively when you at least get to the paint one time during an offensive possession?
1: It's huge. It's that, and it's the swinging the ball from side to side to make defenses have to react because we're pretty fast. But if you can, teams that switch. If, uh, if they're able to stay in front of us and have five guys, you know, not have to help, then, you know, any defense is going to be tough. So moving the ball side to side, that opens up driving angles. Like you said, getting two feet in the paint, kicking out the shooters and being able to finish at the rim, all that stuff matters. Um, and we're starting to figure it out.
2: And a quick quick one for you on the way. Uh, you watch basketball your whole life. You've played it a long time. Anybody that you've ever seen or anybody that you've ever watched or played with that has a a better short term memory than clay thompson <laughs>
1: He's the uh, the human goldfish, man. He just. Uh, what's Dory for all my dads and parents and moms out there? Dory from uh, uh, Finding Nemo. That's Clay, uh, and we love it. Adore. Be a goldfish, Clay.
0: Be a goldfish.
1: Just keep swimming.
0: Just yeah. keep swimming. Thanks, Clay. Thank you, thank you,
2: staff. Yeah, Look <laughs> like
1: at me. I'm forgetting.
2: I'm a dummy. Yeah, really, Jeez. exactly. And I'll you're see, looking at him. I'll see myself out. <laughs> and
1: as always, y'all can check him out on Twitter. It's still around, right? Yep, still around. <laughs> <It's> still at, <laughs> at Warriors Box. See
0: you, Steph. Yes, Thank you, sir. Steph. Uh, Stephen Curry, one twenty nine to one seventeen. The Warriors were moving the basketball, season high forty assists tonight. Dante DiVincenzo, a new career high, he had eleven assists. Steph Curry had eleven. Draymond Green with seven assists as the Warriors. Held serve in this one, outscoring the Raptors by 8 in the fourth quarter to not only protect their lead, but add on to that. And they win 129-117, to 117 and, and the 12-point margin at the end was the largest in the game. Uh, Golden State, after a slow start, shooting-wise beyond the arc, finished 18 of 43 for 42%, Raptors 12 of 33. Uh, they shot 45 overall. Warriors were 55.6 from the field and scored... As you point out, Tom, getting him off to a good start, 62 points in the paint. So against a team like Toronto, they get outscored by only two points in the paint and four points on second-chance points, and they would finish with a total of 14 turnovers, which for the Warriors is very acceptable. Uh, They're going to win the game more often than not.
2: Well, the Raptors were only 32 for 62 in the paint. I mentioned that in the first half. They missed a lot of shots. In the paint, where the Warriors were 31, so they only had one uh, one fewer uh, field goal, but 18 fewer attempts. They were 31 for 44. I mean, they were just more efficient. You look at the fast break points; they actually had 29 fast break points, 11 for 18. Now the Raptors did good there too. That's part of who they are. Uh, fast break points; they had 23. But you mentioned the 40 assists, and to me, it's not just the 40 assists; it's on 50 field goals. That's an 80 percent rate. Eighty percent of your field goals are assisted. That's when the ball's hopping, players are moving, everybody feels like they're part of it. I mean, it, from the get-go, it was just a good vibe from the get-go. The way they were playing, the way they were playing offense. Now, the Raptors got off to a great start. Uh, Van Vleet got off to a good start. They were hitting threes, and then the threes dried up on them, and it, it was it was harder for them to generate offense. They only scored only uh 55 in the second half but the Warriors put up 60 like this is the, the league you better keep scoring in this league now I yeah. mean you you have a 22 point quarter you might find yourself you have a 30 point quarter you might find yourself losing that quarter by 10 I think a couple of nights ago Utah put up a 33 and Portland put up 47 on them well the, the fourth quarter is a
0: 23 point fourth quarter for trial that's a good defensive quarter for the that's Warriors really good that's yeah. a great defensive quarter I mean remember back a, a couple years ago if you give up 28 in the quarter oh no what are you oh man you better buckle yeah. this down get this yeah. fixed and now 28's nothing
2: now if there's not a three in front of it you feel pretty good about yourself yeah, yeah like, exactly there's a two we're doing all right there that, that's not too bad but to me it was the offense uh tonight it was one you know really good quarter of defense, but it was the offense that was that was cooking early. And, you know, you start off a game like that where everybody's moving and everybody's cutting and you're getting layup after layup after layup. It, did, it just continues on, and it didn't stop. 34, 29, 35, 31, those were the quarters they had scoring-wise. So 29 was the fewest amount of points they had in the quarter. I mean, you're loving that. And, again, it wasn't just because it was ultra-fast paced. It was a fast-paced game. But it was an efficient, you know, 129 on 90 shots. That That is efficient. And then we talked about keeping, keeping him off the free throw line. They did that, only 21 attempts. And even in those, they didn't take advantage. They only had 13. Offensive rebounds, 14. It may be a little, a little bit high, but they did take 101 shots and they missed, what, 50 55 shots so 14 well, is not terrible it's probably even a little less than they than they average and then turnovers you have what was a 14 you can live with that and one of them was a shot clock violation at the end of the game and they all seem to come like at the start of the game start of the third quarter like that's where some of the most egregious turnovers happened but other than that they were able to take care of the ball and they didn't get hurt too, poor, too bad uh, with the turnovers so the things I talked about early on in the game uh, not only they take care of one of them, they took care of all three of them.
0: Let me ask you this before we leave uh, Toronto, and then I'll will wrap up with a question about the Warriors. But look at the Raptors—they're 22 and 28. They got talent. Yep. I mean, uh-huh. they've got some really good players. Fred VanVleet, love watching him play. Um, Pascal Siakam had a really tough night tonight—eight of 26, 21 points. Achua played well; he had 17, and 11, and an OB. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. They'll they'll find out more about his wrist tomorrow as they head to. Portland, they got Portland tomorrow night. So, if you're looking at the Raptors' deadline upcoming, what would you do? What kind of would you look for help, and if so, what kind of help would you look for?
2: Oh man, I mean, I, I think you could use some more shooting. Yeah, like another uh, shooter. Van Fleet can shoot, and Gary Trent, Trent Jr. can shoot. Now, what you have, and with how they have built their roster, is a lot of like-sized, uh, rangy guys. Uh, that are your 3, 4, and 5. That That's kind of how they built their roster, and that's great. But offensively, they're not great. Uh, it, you you mentioned it. They've been very incon- inconsistent offensively. The question is, which way do they go? Do they Are they buyers or sellers? I mean, because you could see them moving some of these parts as well and trying to kind of restock and, and go from there. Like right now, they're kind of caught in the middle on the back end of it. Because they're not, they're not nearly as good as Boston, not as good as Milwaukee, not as good as Cleveland, who's just as young as they are, maybe even younger. Uh, Philly, not as good as Brooklyn, not as good as Philly. So that you got to start thinking in, in terms of like the next three, four years. Okay, where are they going to be? Where are we going to be? And do we think we have a, uh, a legitimate chance to, you know, to beat a few of those teams? Because that's what you're going to have to do to get to the finals from the. Uh, the Eastern Conference. It's, I don't know where a, I would go. It is yeah, a tough one. It's a tough one because I, I you like the pieces, you do, but you don't like the record that goes along with those with those pieces. So yeah, I'm not sure which way they're going to end up going. They're probably thinking about it right now. Probably, I probably I bet you they have those conversations like they don't even know which way they want to go
0: yet. And and they have shown to be a very capable organization they've they've hit on a lot of mid to late draft picks much like Memphis yeah and you know though I expect them to be active at the deadline I don't think they're in a sit path and, and it really, the really problem
2: is everyone's in on it, it seems I know. like there's so
0: many teams that are there I'm not even sure what's to be had
2: because everybody's there. a buyer just yeah. about. there's
0: only like four or five teams that aren't buyers
2: yeah and maybe you know the best you're gonna do and this isn't bad at all but the best you are gonna do is like get a Rui Hachimura. You know, where yeah. you can get somebody who's a solid player, uh, maybe not a super impact player, but has some upside to him, uh, is younger, and you got to give up some draft picks to to get him because it, because there's so many teams in him, or in, or they feel like they're in. I, I, I don't know what's going to be available. it would be really interesting to see what's available come this trade deadline.
0: I, I'm going to be fascinated because I, we haven't had a year like this in a long, long time where there's really only about five teams league wide that are not really in the hunt for anything. Yeah. And um so I think that's gonna be really curious to see what happens with all this. It's gonna be fun.
2: Well let's look at it real quick. We got okay. uh, you interested in anybody from the uh the Pistons.
0: Yeah, I, I think Bay? I think I think they'll be interested in Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, okay. Yeah, I think people or Sadiq Bey maybe, yeah. Yep. Okay, those are two guys.
2: Uh Hornets.
0: Ooh. Uh you know, maybe Washington or McDaniel, Plumlee. Yeah, maybe. Are the basketball playing Plumlee's? Uh,
2: I don't know the Magic are going to The Magic are so young. They're not going to want to give up any you, of their young guys. You
0: know who might be available there? Who's that? Suggs. You think so? Well, they got Ben Carroll handling. Yeah. And I just, he was the odd man out when they came through here. Huh. Yeah, maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. And then you got the
2: Rockets and the Spurs. Who I think the maybe Pirtle, you know, if you could yeah, use Gordon. a backup yep. uh, backup center, uh, Gordon, you know, he may be available a, at some point if he's healthy. He'd be you'd love to have a guy like that coming off your bench. Oh yeah, a veteran coming off your bench who who can play, gets the game, uh, a really good
0: three point shooter, and the, uh, the rights to Tiago Splitter, the, <laughs> Tiago <laughs> Splitter, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so again, we're only, looking at, we're only looking, yes, at, I we're I only know, looking yeah. at four or five teams right. that are going to want to give up something. I mean, there were teams we thought would give up something, right? Indiana. Indiana's playing well this year. I here. know,
0: I know. Thanks to uh, one of your Wildcats there, Mr. Matherin. A Mr. Matherin. There. Yeah. Yep. The, I think it's going to be, I think the trades will be more among teams in contention. there will be more, instead of like, you know, one team saying we're not going to do anything and we're we're done, it's going to be more about... Can we get a guy for a better fit? So, we, like in Toronto's case, they might be able to trade one of those big wings and get a guy that maybe is a shooter or yeah. shooter slash ball handler and get a guy that maybe is a better complementary player to the rest of their roster. Yep. Uh, so, that's the kind of thing I think might happen. So, anyway,
2: it'll be interesting. Always is. Uh, prediction for Sunday, real quick. I got the Niners and the Chiefs. Ooh. Is what I have. I feel better about the Chiefs than I do the. The Niners. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're just. they're The Philly Niner game is just so interesting because they're the two best teams. I know, RC, fly, eagle, fly, uh, <laughs> Silver Linings playbook, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be rooting for your Eagles. But they're the best two teams in the league or in the NFC. And they've been that way for the past two and a half, three months. Philly's been the best team all year. From start to finish, they were the best team in the NFC. The Niners were probably. One, either, one either, egg, yeah, know. either the best team or right there with Philly the last two and a half months of the of the season. Uh, they both get to the quarterback. They both have a lot of talent. They both run the ball. And they both have solid coaches. The one thing I will say it'll be interesting to see the coaching matchup because Shanahan's more like old school coaches and he's not going to go for it a lot. He'll punt it and trust his defense. Right. And Sirianni is the guy that will roll the dice. Although they wouldn't say. They always hate it when you say roll the dice. We're not rolling the dice. The numbers say this is yeah. a smart thing to do. Yes, exactly. Uh, but they're willing to go for it and push the envelope a little bit more. So I'm curious to see if that comes into play uh, at any point during the game. But really fascinating matchups this weekend. I'm really I, looking forward to it. I kind of like
0: Joe, Joe and Cincy. Well, you like do you like Burrow? You like Burrowhead? I do. I do. Well, I mean, look, after the Buffalo game, yep. it's hard to uh,
2: argue that. But would you have felt as confident that they'd go into Arrowhead and win if I'd have asked you that after the Baltimore game? No. <laughs> See, people seem to forget that. That was only like two weeks ago. And they act like it was like two years ago. I'm like, well, they didn't look that good two weeks ago. They looked great against Buffalo. Uh, but, okay. no, that's a good
0: one, too. We're, I'm told that we need to wrap it up oh, because making, we're talking football. Yeah, I'm making, all my, I'm making all my prognostications in the Waffle House. I go what do you is go gonna play? happen in the
2: Hot Stove League in the baseball <laughs> this year? <laughs> we'll cover all the sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like how my Bruins are playing yeah. the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Here we go. <laughs> well, they never lose. They never lose. They never world. lose. Which is really scary because then you know they're gonna be like a yep. first round out. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> So. Well,
2: hey, I'm back for a day, and I'll You're see back. you in about a week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Man, what a work schedule. What an
2: incredible <laughs> schedule. It really, really is. Very taxing,
0: Tom, i got to say. Tom Tolbert, the spot starter of radio analysts, comes in, makes a start. See you in about a month.
2: Yeah, give me a couple <laughs> innings. Get on out of there. Oh, uh, uh, Enjoy the uh, the Williams triplets when you go to OKC.
0: I will endeavor to persevere. Yes. So. Good luck having Jim keep it all straight. Oh, that's got to be the, the the two guys named Jalen Williams on the same team. Jalen Williams. It ought they, to be a law. And they started. So
2: <laughs> he should be fun.
0: All right. <laughs> Safe travels. See ya.